This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heart Balloon Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. If you are new here, then welcome. And if you're returning, then hello. I'm so excited and happy to have you here. So today we're actually going to be covering connecting with yourself. And I love this topic. I love this topic because this is something that we can always start to implement immediately. And by the end of this episode, you're going to learn some new ways of connecting with yourself, reconnecting with yourself, and just building a better relationship with yourself so that you can honestly be able to have the life that you're looking for through that process. So I hope that you're excited and you're ready to listen to cover this information. So when it comes to connecting with yourself, I want to ask you just a few questions. And number one, do you feel that you know who you are? Do you really know who you are? Or do you allow for others to tell you who you are and you apply that accordingly? Number two, do you feel comfortable when you're alone? And I don't mean like just being by yourself, distracting yourself with something else, but how does it feel when you are by yourself and you don't have others around you? Do you feel lost? Do you feel scared? Do you feel upset? Do you feel frustrated? Do you feel like you are in this space of just not supporting yourself? How do you feel? And then my third question is can you honestly look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself positive words? Can you say I love you to yourself? And how do you support yourself? So those are just some questions I want you to ponder on as you listen to this episode. And that's really going to help us to define where we are in our journey of self-love and also coming to a place of connecting with ourselves. So for me, I believe that because we are in our bodies, right, we're not walking with a mirror 24-7, we don't always see how we are. We don't really see what's happening outside of ourselves. We only see life through ourselves, through our own lenses. And we don't actually get that opportunity at times to really see what's happening when we are experiencing life. But I want us to get to a space of connecting so much with ourselves that we know exactly what we look like. We know exactly 
the energy that we're putting out there. We know exactly the intentions of what we're setting and we're being mindful about it. Whenever you're focused on connecting with yourself, it's really a time for you to reflect and to ask yourself as many questions as possible and coming to a place of being able to answer the questions. If you can't answer the questions that you ask yourself, we have a long way to go. We have some things we need to learn. And many of us were not taught that. For some people, it doesn't even seem possible to have a relationship with yourself because you are you. You're just experiencing life through you. But I believe that you can. I believe that you can tell yourself really mean things a lot of the time. Or you can take time to really learn more about yourself, learn about your history, learn about your ancestors, learn about the things you like to do, actually do the things you like to do, trying new things, putting yourself in new experiences to see how you react. Do you do this with yourself? This is really, really important. And I think this is a reason why a lot of times relationships may not work out because one or both of those people have not taken that opportunity and time to be able to figure out who they are and to know what they like and to not be so afraid. Because when you're by yourself, there's a lot less expectation. We really overthink a lot of times when we're around other people almost to the point where we're borderline neurotic <laughs> and it's just like oh did I do that right did I do that right did I do that wrong did they see when I did that oh gosh oh no I hope I didn't show that part of myself and so we have to get to this space of really knowing who we are and embracing that the good, the bad, the ugly, embrace all of it when it comes to healing and understanding yourself and questioning yourself at times, why did I do that? What drove me to do that? Think about it. Sometimes our thoughts are just too painful to re-experience or even question or even just the thought of having a certain thought makes us feel sick. <laughs> But we do have to get to that space of appreciating ourselves because you don't realize it, but your body, your brain, and your soul is always fighting for you every day until the day you're gone. Physically, it's fighting for you. So with that being said, it's important to build that strong relationship with yourself so that you can be able to navigate your life on your terms, on your path. Because there's many, 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 many people that don't get the opportunity to do that where they've always lived for someone else. They've always lived an identity that may be something they don't really connect to. They may not even get the chance to spend time to really know who they are and to understand themselves. And I think that probably more than any other time in history, we are really honestly learning more about ourselves. Um, 
with becoming more individualistic, with social media, with having this ability to really project who you are, share who you are at an all levels perspective. Like you don't have to be this celebrity. You don't have to be this person of fame in order to have a profile or a personality or an extension of yourself shared with the world. Everyone can do it. Anyone can do it. And we're all participating in that. Why? Because of seeking connection. But the most important thing is to take some time with yourself to figure out what it is that you really, really love. And it takes leaving the nest, moving away from things that are all familiar, breaking yourself down from what you know, and really getting to the core and the root of who you really, really are and connecting with that and not walking away from yourself, abandoning yourself, neglecting yourself for external sources. When you can be able to maintain who you are, stay authentic and stay connected to yourself, no matter what another person is doing or no matter what experience is happening around you, that is a very powerful place to be in. So I'm going to go over some tips and ways of connecting back to yourself. And I'm sure you've heard many of these things before, but I just want to really go in deeply on each of these and really shed some light on ways that we can connect with ourselves. So when it comes to solitude, we have to really utilize solitude in the way that it is best for us. Not solitude where there's no physical people, but we're still tied to our phone looking to see what everyone is doing or watching whatever we're watching, that we're just seeing what everyone else is doing without really seeing what we're doing. What are we doing? Is that possible to know what are you actually doing? <laughs> we're so involved in everyone else's lives that we forget our own. And so it's kind of like we're always looking at each other in a revolving door and lightly seeing our reflection but never really looking into our own eyes to say, what's going on in there? <laughs> and so when you spend some time with yourself, some alone time, really make sure that you're not distracting yourself, which in a sense is negligence. It's neglecting yourself when you're constantly focused on distracting yourself like it feels uneasy to be just completely bare if you can't be bare with yourself you can't be bare with anyone else truly when you are bare with someone else you're always going to be viewing yourself on a stage as if you are being judged you're being, you're becoming bare to say, do you accept me? But if you accept yourself while being bare, everything else is just a plus, 
Everything else is just a bonus. And I know that it is easier said than done. I know that it's real easy to say that and hear that and say, yeah, I hear you, but you don't know what's going on in my mind. You don't know what's going on in my head and my heart right now. Like You don't know how I'm feeling. I don't want to experience the things that I'm feeling, right? Sometimes we get into that space, especially if we are dealing with some down cycles in our lives. But the fact that we have this experience to just be able to live and to be able to recognize things, reflect on things, think about how you really feel in these moments. These are the least of our worries. If that's your biggest worry, then you're doing really, really good right now. Because somewhere, someone else is literally fighting for their life. They're fighting for a moment to be able to say, how do I feel right now? And so if you are in that space of being able to be with yourself, to love yourself, to connect with yourself at least once while you are in this body, in this reality, in this moment, that is such a beautiful gift to receive that we often times don't value because through our society, it is not really taught to value yourself. We're taught to value the things that people benefit from. But if others teach you to value yourself, they can't capitalize on that. Do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) No one can capitalize on you valuing you. They're not selling pieces of you. If they could, they would. So they sell to you what they want you to value, what they think you should value just in order to benefit in whatever way they choose to do that. But no one benefits as much as they do when they take that time with themselves, which is completely free, but extremely valuable. The next way to connect with yourself is not only solitude, but to actually spend Time exploring yourself. Do things that you're afraid to do. That's when you learn about yourself the most. When you experience that fear. When you experience being afraid. When your heart is beating so fast. Now, trust me, I'm not saying like, you know, go jump off a cliff (laughs) or go do something dangerous. But something that scares you just a little bit is what really teaches you a lot about yourself, how you handle those experiences, what happens after the experiences is over and you realize nothing happened. How do you feel then? Those are little steps that we take when we are building those connections back to ourselves Taking risks is a way of investing in yourself, right? If there's 
something that you've been wanting to do, a passion that you have, a thought or idea that you've thought up, that you've birthed, that you've created, take the leap, take the risk and see how you experience those things. How do you handle those things? Accomplishing things builds that confidence. It builds that trust in yourself. Taking leaps and risks in relationships is huge. It's very huge. Because as I mentioned in the previous episode, love is our original currency, right? So whenever you are focused on taking those leaps in relationships and not being in the place of what can this person do for me? How are they reacting to me? Are they going to chase me? Are they going to do what I want them to do? No, 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 no. Because at that point, we're just focusing on just wanting to have power over someone, which has nothing to do with your own relationship and connection with yourself. But a true, genuine connection, taking those risks and leaps towards another person that you feel something for, even if the risk is that they reject you completely. I always say there's a 50-50 chance, right? It could go right or it could go wrong. But 50 is a much bigger number than zero. So take those risks, take those leaps. Don't focus on the doubt of, oh, it's probably not going to happen. So you're just going to take zero just because you don't want to feel for that moment. You don't want to hurt your own ego (laughs) and experience rejection. So you just don't feel at all, huh? You just kind of numb yourself. How and in what way is that connection? There are times, so many times, let me tell you, where I'm like, I'm going to look so stupid if I do that. I'm not doing that. You got me messed up. (laughs) If you think that I'm going to put myself out there like that and and have them thinking this and that and whatever, let me tell you, I do it too. But ever so often, I take that risk. I take that initiative. If, If I feel something, if I have a feeling so strong that it just doesn't leave my system. If there's a person that I just can't get out of my head, it's worth taking a risk. It's worth taking a leap. You're already experiencing the worst, right? You're already experiencing not having that other person around you. So take the risk, take the leap, and share and be vulnerable with how you feel at least to either advance or to receive closure. But sometimes we're just so afraid to feel anything that we just like, it's like putting a cheesecloth over a hole. Like, uh, I don't see it. But you know, eventually you're gonna forget that it's there and you're gonna trip and you're gonna fall down that hole again and you're gonna be right back where you were before. So you have to take action with that because that's how we learn is by doing and experiencing those things. But it's not always so much about the other person, right? We put so much emphasis on the other person. But what about you? How did you feel? What did you experience? What thoughts came up? What did you do with those thoughts? What did you do with those feelings? How are you feeling afterwards? 
So take risks, take leaps, and invest in yourself is another way of connecting to yourself. Another way to connect with yourself is to nurture yourself, something that many don't know how to do. You may have not actually received proper nourishment, maybe just the bare minimum, if that. So taking the moment to nurture yourself and to give to yourself and to care for yourself the way that you desire to be cared for, to support yourself in the way that you need to be supported, to know yourself enough to know what works and what doesn't work, to be able to say, I know what empowers me. I know what motivates me. To know if you're intrinsically motivated or if you're extrinsically motivated, to know if there's something that you really, really like that's going to motivate you. You know what steps to take, right? Sometimes we are so focused on hoping that another person can do that for us because we don't take responsibility for our own selves. But taking responsibility for your life is your ability to respond. It gives you so much power over your life. No, we cannot control everything around us, right? And if we could, what is the point of life? What is the point of living? But being able to respond and to take action and to choose a different thought or a different way or different pattern, that's power. That's powerful. Not power over others, not dominance over others, but it is having your own power within yourself because now whatever situations you're putting yourself into or you've gotten yourself into or what have you been placed into, you can work with yourself to move to a different level, to progress to a different way. But if you don't take that time to nurture yourself, to allow yourself to experience emotions, to give yourself the safety and security and the space to feel, to cry, to be angry, to be frustrated. Just allow yourself to have emotions. That's just the best way to nurture yourself, to not cast judgment or frustration or punish yourself for feeling. We punish ourselves for our feelings. And oftentimes we punish ourselves based on ignorance because we're feeling from an action that we took with very little knowledge. Even when you think you know, many times, 9.9 times out of 10, you don't know the full picture and the full story. So it's extremely important to allow yourself to feel, not to judge how you're feeling. You don't even have to have this whole interview with yourself. Well, why did you feel like that today? Well, then did you feel sad 10 minutes later? Or do you think, no, just feel, just feel. No questions, no judgment, just feel. Many times we will start to feel however we feel, whether it's anger or sadness. And within a very, very short amount of time, what happens? Our parental voice kicks in. You notice that? Your parental voice kicks in at times when you are experiencing 
emotions because emotions start at a very, very young age. And the only thing that gave us that feedback and to curtail those emotions and to shape those emotions in a different way were our parents or our caregivers or those that we were around the most whenever we felt those emotions. So if we felt like crying because we felt overwhelmed or sad or angry, whatever we felt as a child, and if we received that, stop crying, stop crying, no crying, no tears. Guess what? You're going to tell yourself that Whenever you experience that sadness, but what happens is the feeling doesn't go away. The emotion doesn't go away. The thoughts that you had that made you feel sad didn't go away. You just suppress it. You just try to cover it up and do other things. Meanwhile, you're just building a pit of darker and deeper and more emotions that just kind of stay with you. They just stay stuck and they're not released. And we find ourselves in these moments of despair because it all just boils over at some point. So work with those emotions. Don't judge yourself for having emotions, for feeling. That's what makes you human. It's so beautiful to have emotions, to feel, to be sensitive Feel how you feel. And if you need another setting or space, if you need to go somewhere away from people, you need to just stay in your car, whatever it is, just go feel how you feel. If you're angry, if you just want to yell, right? I know that's a big one, especially when children have temper tantrums. Ooh. <laughs> oh, they have those temper tantrums and they may have received some punishment, some spankings, some yelling, some forceful energy, punishment for being angry, right? But anger just lets us know where our boundaries are and we feel as though those boundaries were crossed at some point. And a lot of times we might feel that anger towards ourselves because we did not protect ourselves. We didn't stand up for ourselves for some reason, for whatever point that is. And in that, we start to judge ourselves even harder. We start to sabotage ourselves. We start to keep ourselves away from the things that we really want. We start to tear ourselves down. We start to berate ourselves. We do like the worst things that we would never do to another person directly to ourselves. And that needs to stop. So it's very, very important to feel how you feel and release and let go of those emotions. Don't live in your emotions. Let them come up experience them however you want to experience them however you want to release cry it out work out yell scream whatever get it out release it so that you can move forward recognize where it's coming from so that you can course correct and you can move into a different direction the next time that something else similarly comes up because it will always come up 
Why will it always come up? Because your brain is your life's calculator and it loves solving problems. And sometimes it doesn't always have the tools and the know-how to do so, right? So it is determined to figure out a solution. So when those new experiences or repeat experiences come up, your brain's like, aha, aha, remember this? It feels kind of familiar. Don't you want to go through it again? Don't you want to try to fix it? And you're like, not really. No, I really, really don't. (laughs) But that's what happens. So if you can take a moment to allow yourself to have those emotions, feel how you feel. When you take a step back after the emotions have settled, don't forget about it. Analyze and reflect and take a moment to say, "Mm, I see where that came from. And I am appreciative of allowing myself to show me what was really going on within me. Not putting it on the other person, not saying, oh, you know what, but they, but but no, but they, but no, though, really, it was them, you know. <laughs> it's That's the easy road, right? But we don't solve conflict within ourselves by focusing on what someone else has done, right? So... Although people make messes in our lives, it's still our responsibility to clean it up, even when we don't want to, because we still want to keep our room clean, right? We still want to keep our lives from being a mess. And we can't control if someone dumps their mess on us. But the more and more we practice cleaning up our messes, the more that we will practice setting proper boundaries to keep others from from really making a mess of our own lives, right? And the next thing I want to cover is embracing and accepting yourself. So I want to dive in a little bit deeper on this when it comes to embracing and accepting yourself. This is something that it took me a moment to really understand. And I heard it at one point and it was like, you need to accept yourself, you need to embrace yourself. And I was like, I am accepting myself. (laughs) Don't you know how much hard work it's been to get to where I am today, you know? And I think that there's just a little part of us that's always going to not always feel satisfied, you know? But when I say embrace and acceptance, I don't mean just saying like, I like you. You're cool, self. Good job, self. It's great. But I really mean embrace the things that puts you in alignment of your highest vibration. What do I mean by that? I'm going to give you an example. I love podcasting, okay? I really do. I love podcasting, okay? I really love podcasting. But why do I love podcasting? I love podcasting because one I had always gone back and forth on talking about life-changing topics for a very long time, at least almost 15 years now. And I would start a little bit and I would stop. And I would start doing a couple of YouTube videos and then I would stop. Or I would write a blog and then I would stop. And I would always allow for other, not even other opinions, but other thoughts I would have about anticipating someone else's opinions because it, I didn't even allow for myself to 
share enough of myself to say this is what I like to talk about because at one point just even being a child you know or even in my like teen years I just felt like just my own natural self was not always embraced I guess like I would always receive a lot of ridicule just for being myself in a sense of just the way that I speak and to be like oh you sound like you're too proper or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just talking, you know what I mean? And so I always found a way to conform or assimilate to my surroundings of what I thought I should be, even if it felt uncomfortable, you know? So if I'm a person of color, well, I need to be more like people that are like me, I guess, if I want to be accepted. But was I accepting myself, right? You have to block out the noise and you have to say, you know what, others, I know that maybe you have a problem of accepting yourself, but I don't. So it's a it's a matter of not allowing for other people's rejection of themselves to be protected onto you, that you internalize that as your own truth. So going back to the fact of podcasting now, when it got down to the pandemic, I was completely alone. I was completely by myself. And I got to that space of like, well, I just want to do what I want to do. I just want to express myself however I want to express myself. And no one even has to know I'm doing this, right? (laughs) Like, it's just me. I don't have to show my face. I don't have to get on camera. I could just say whatever I want. And I received so much healing in that. And it wasn't even a conscious thought of me thinking, I'm going to embrace myself by doing a podcast. It was just something I just like, I just want to do it now. Why not? You know? But as I continue on in my journey of podcasting, I just allow myself to just speak how I speak, to talk how I talk, to share the things I want to share, to talk about the topics I'm passionate about, to not even think about oh, what is someone thinking of me or or what is someone going to think if I say this or, or how are they going to react when they say that, you know, and just, just, just being. And it has allowed for me to accept myself and grow a deeper, fonder love of myself and appreciation for myself that without me even having to learn new ways of relating to people, my relationships have changed drastically because I have completely changed the way that I relate to myself and I embrace and accept myself. I begin to hold, and plus the topics that I cover, right? Like I'm not on here podcasting about like, um, tree frogs or something (laughs) like I'm talking about the self I'm talking about inner healing and self-improvement and all of these things so for me it's just a matter of learning how to relate to myself better and it it is not a conscious thing it is something that because I'm just being free, like taking these weights off and just saying like, I'm just going to say what I want to say. I'm going to allow myself, I'm going to give myself this platform and this space to speak, to communicate, to say my truth. That is 
honestly the biggest way to connect to yourself than anything else. Allowing for yourself to feel safe enough to speak your truth. And I feel so connected and I recognize immediately when I'm disconnected. And sometimes we can go for so long and so far of becoming disconnected with ourselves that we don't even realize we are disconnected. We don't even notice when we don't feel as in touch with ourselves. But me, I notice when I'm disconnected pretty early on, very quickly. And I practice and try new ways of reconnecting to maintain that balance of focusing on my external world and my internal world, being productive and focusing on relaxation and being mindful of my actions and not going into autopilot. Like it's a lot of maintenance, but I'm very fortunate and happy and grateful to be able to get to that space because it really keeps me in alignment with myself. And when I am in alignment with myself, my foundation, my trust, and my security is very, very strong. And I'm able to make really good decisions for myself. I'm able to walk away from things that aren't serving me much easier. And I'm less prone to sabotaging myself. And if I am getting ready to sabotage myself, I can catch it a lot quicker and be like, you know what, you know, you know, that was not a good idea. (laughs) Now, you know, that wasn't the best way to react to that. You know, that's not who you are. Right. And I just, um, I'm grateful. So I'm grateful to you, my listeners. It's not necessarily confirmation in a sense, but It's just nice to be able to share myself with a world that does appreciate it. So in that sense, I really do appreciate you for wanting to listen to me and listen to what I have to say and what I have to share. And I'm really grateful. It really does mean a lot. So I hope that you all enjoyed this. This is a really long episode. I wasn't expecting it to be this long. (laughs) I thought I only talked 20 minutes, but I see it's much longer than that now. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Definitely stay tuned for more as I will be covering more on how to connect with new people. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heartblend Podcast.